The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads. Nothing beats a weekend away with the family in the great outdoors, whether it's camping, hiking, river rafting, or anything in between. With third-row seating, nobody is left out. The entire family can experience the thrill together, and nobody wants a dead phone. Available dual wireless charging pads make it so nobody gets stuck, and we can check our fantasy baseball teams together. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood. Homes.com offers in-depth neighborhood guides with detailed video overviews, comprehensive narratives, and unbiased information from a multitude of sources. You thought we go in-depth with player analysis on Fantasy Baseball today? You haven't seen anything yet. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood complete with a video guide. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. When looking at local schools, they offer test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know, all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Now, here's Frank, Scott, and Chris. Welcome back into a Kokomo Friday, part three of the live salary cap mock draft that we're doing. It's not a mock draft, actually. We're playing this one out, but for your purposes, for SEO purposes, it is a live salary cap slash auction, Roto-style lineups, two catchers, one of each infield position, five outfielders, and then, of course, nine pitcher spots. We are entering uh, the the final stages of this draft here. We just hit an intermission, but I've got a few more roster spots to fill. I know a bunch of these guys uh, got some spots to fill as well, and uh, we'll Chris, do it. We'll fire it back up. Chris, you ready to nominate? You're up first, I think. Heck yeah, I am. All right, let's go. All righty, we are back in. We're nominating some very, very exciting players. Like Spencer Steer. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Spencer Steer looks like he's going to be the starting third baseman. Don't say that. For the Reds, although he could bounce around a little bit. Yeah, I mean, he was pretty dreadful in his 28 or so games in the majors last year, but back-to-back 20 homer seasons, and he's a little old-ish for a prospect, 24, but if you're going to bet on a guy with fringe-ish skills, I, I think doing so... Uh, with someone who plays half their games in Cincinnati is a pretty good spot to be in. Pretty good numbers in the minors la- last year. And yeah, you want him, Chris, for for a buck. Yeah, so, I'm happy with that for a dollar. Spencer Steer for a dollar. Jesus Lazardo is currently out there. He's going for five, now six. Uh, yeah, I, ha- I thought about throwing Steer out there for two, but I'm glad I played that one right. Mm, Lazardo up to eight. And as much as I like Lazardo, I would rather have Blake Snell, who I got at that same exact price. So. Uh, and there you go. He goes for eight bucks. Jesus Lazardo, just stay healthy, please. Skills are awesome. Team context is not great, but I'm expecting good ratios, lots of strikeouts, as long as Jesus Lazardo is healthy. 
ready to pitch. Scott, is this a sleeper of yours, or you're just... Is this kind of a testing, testing the water? Is somebody I may win for a doll. You might. And you just did. Okay. Do you actually like Justin Steele? I feel like I haven't heard much of him this offseason. He is somebody a lot of people like as a sleeper. He had a very strong finish. He doesn't appeal so much to me personally, so it was an example of a player I don't but I don't really want for more than a dollar. Uh, he did finish very strong. Uh, his, let's see, three of his last five starts, nine Ks or more. And over his, let's see, from June, from June on, the final three months of the season, he had a 205 ERA. A little suspicious because, you know, the, the whip was considerably higher than that. But yeah, a lot of people like Steele, and I don't mind having a share of him, especially since he's a pitcher who could potentially give me strikeouts. Something else I've mentioned, uh, I've heard mentioned for Justin Steele is that the Cubs defense should be much improved with Dansby mm-hmm. Swanson and Cody Bellinger, uh, one roaming shortstop, one in the outfield, obviously. Uh, but it could help. Justin Steele has a really good slider. Chris Taylor thrown out there for two bucks, and he is one for two bucks. In the meantime, Mitch Keller went for a dollar. The old Mitch Keller thing, huh? Mitch yeah, Mitch Keller, Keller is. Uh... Him and Justin Steele are like perfectly fine one dollar players. I think there's a better chance you're dropping Mitch Keller than Justin Steele, though. Mitch Keller, he has, he has like nine pitches now. <laughs> he just keeps yeah, he adding pitches. He's really give Mitch Keller this. He's putting the work in. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to work out for him, but he is not resting on his laurels. Yeah, so he's. Specifically, he has a splitter cutter hybrid that he's pretty happy with. I'm not going to say the nickname for it because I'm not sure. No, it's a slider cutter hybrid. Sorry, slider cutter hybrid. Oh, I know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. But yeah, that's he's, he's you know, the first two outings this spring, he's looked pretty good. It's like, what, five innings? But still. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake Cronenworth went for $3 and... Mm-hmm. Danny Jansen as well. Danny Jansen. Danny Jansen for three. I was yeah. in on, on two for both of those guys. So those were players I like but don't love. Cronenworth is one of those names where he's he's another one just kind of boring. He's sold out for power the past couple of years. He's not a power hitter. That's why the batting average has gone down. But mm-hmm. if he's batting fifth in the Padres lineup, I mean, the counting stats could be tremendous for Jake Cronenworth. Yeah. So, oh, I just missed my opportunity to uh, nominate a player. So there you go. Logan Webb. Wow. Pay attention, Frank. What are you doing? All right. Uh, Logan Webb is probably one of the last few top 40-ish remaining starters left. He's someone that I think is probably... I'm, I'm surprised there's... Like, he had a really good season. It wasn't a great season, but it was a really good one. And his price went down from last year because yeah. he went from being a popular breakout pick to just, I think, kind of being viewed as a boring innings eater type. But... right. There's still like he, I like a high floor pitcher who has room to grow. And I do think Logan Webb is that kind of player. So like I think he's actually a very good value this year. I haven't drafted him as much as I would like to, but um, I did put a bid in for six, which would have been my max. He's one of the few players I was I'm still willing to go to my max bid for. So I wouldn't wouldn't have minded if he had gone to me. Yeah, I think there's two very uh, clear 
analysis points for Logan Webb. It's like, I look at him as someone who the, the swinging strikes and the strikeouts came down, Chris, and I look at that mm-hmm. as a negative, and you probably look at it as, as a positive. Like, if he gets back to where he was two years ago, then he could be a great value. But well, Yeah, it, it's he was good despite not getting strikeouts. That's true. And we do think that his slider can be better than it was last season in terms of getting whiffs. And if it can, then... You know, I think there is room for him to take a a little bit of a step forward. Yeah, I worry about the Giants' defense though, and the fact that he does pitch more to contact with the shift restrictions. So, I think I've probably, of all three of us, I'm probably the one that is overvaluing the shift restrictions for pitchers most. But it's just kind of in the back of my mind for uh, ground ball pitchers who maybe don't have the best defense behind them, and I think Logan Webb might fit that category. Yeah, it's possible. Um, I just, it's still a great park to pitch in. So I I do think that the, like I said, the floor is pretty high and Joe Musgrove was going to go for seven. He was the other guy I was willing to max bid. And I really wish I had the two extra dollars to take him down because that's going to end up being one of the best buys of the draft. I feel very confident in that. Yep. So Logan Webb went for nine and then two picks later, Joe Musgrove goes for seven. Of course, the other one is your max bid, Chris. Six. Uh, Scott just wrote that down. He's like, all right. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I know what Chris could bid on. Um, Joe Musgrove goes for seven. He's dealing with a fractured toe and could miss the first two or three starts of the season, but doesn't. He's already throwing. He's played catch on consecutive days. So I I think he's going to be back pretty quickly. Doesn't sound like a a long-term thing for Joe Musgrove. Mm -hmm. TJ LeMahieu thrown out there for $2. There have been whispers that the Yankees want TJ LeMahieu to lead off. In as long as he's healthy and games well, that how much is he going to play? Yeah, I mean that that it's a big question. Um, yeah, I think they can. So what they're doing right now, Scott, is they're trying out Aaron Judge in left field so that Stanton could play right field because right field is smaller. And then if they do that, they could probably DH Rizzo or Lemayhew. It just kind of opens up another roster spot for them to get someone in the lineup. So yeah, Luis Arise just went for. A buck. Sorry, I'm doing a lot. Of, I'm doing a lot of sighing. That's probably not <laughs> good. <laughs> All right, Luisa Rise just went for a dollar, and that was one. Uh, I was close to going. I was close to going two dollars on, but I just have ambitions for an even better, better middle infielder. You know, and mm-hmm. I don't know. That that's one we'll look back and wonder. All right, I got Jose Barrios for three. Yeah, I hate that. I thought I hate re- that for me. A rise for a buck. I mean, that's that's great. It's great, great buy there. Even if he just gives you batting average. I mean, he should score runs, obviously, and not really provide provide much else. Uh, Jose Barrios for three. Scott, yeah. sounds like you're back in on the bounce back. Oh, you, I am. So you wound yeah. up with Barrios and Giolito. All right, so both of the bounce yeah. backs. Nice. Yep. I mean, I'm giving myself options because I didn't buy high-end pitchers other than Alcantara, so I'm, I'm trying to get guys with high-end upside. Obviously, they're not going to all work out, but I want to give myself bites at the apple. Chris, in the meantime, you won Nick Cassianos, and while we're talking about about bounce backs, he obviously fits into that category. I've really been fading him this draft season, and it's just because there's nothing. There's nothing in the underlying mm-hmm. numbers that gives us hope outside of... Like the others, it's it's really the track record. Can Nick Cassianos just get back to the player he was? 
Yeah, look, that, that's that's exactly it. There's nothing specific that you can point to with Nick Castellanos that can say, okay, he was actually better than he was last season. He was pretty bad last season. He earned most of that. The underlying numbers were not very good, but we're also not very far removed from him being a true impact bat. So I don't love that I maxed out for Nick Castellanos when pitching is a bigger need for me. I am down to dollar bids for the rest of the, the show, so... <laughs> probably not going to get anybody for a little while. I can just sit back and, uh, you know, maybe crack open a beer or two, but it's, uh, it's fine. It'll be okay. So this is, this is happening here. Like it has in so many of the, the roto drafts I've done. I have four pitcher spots left and about two dozen pitchers that I want. <laughs> so I just nominated John Gray for a dollar and RJ white went $2 for him. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, John Gray seems like a pitcher I'd be happy to have for $2, but I didn't want to leave myself with three pitcher spots mm-hmm. to when I have so many pitchers still I like. So it's this is part of the reason why I'm happy to go the cheap route at starting pitcher. And I think you're playing it right, Scott. I mean, you throw a guy out for a dollar. If you've got you know two dozen that you're willing to get, it's like, all right, on to the next one. See if I can get this guy for a dollar, right? So let's keep going down the list and... See who you wind up with. You did bid, bid on Oswald Peraza, who went out for a dollar. You bid two, uh, but then someone else went for three. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he, w- he was one of my middle infield targets if I didn't get Ezekiel Tovar, which I didn't. Um, but it's, again, like I'm, I'm looking at the options left, and I like a lot of them. So I don't know. I mean, I can't – I. there's still enough money out there that I'm not going to get the best options, obviously. So – I may look back on Peraza for $3. I may look back on a rise for one and be like, man, I wish I had gotten him as my middle infielder. But uh, as it is now, I am, I'm compelled to, to go for the options who are still out there, like Ahmed Rosario, one who just got nominated now. But of course, his price is rapidly rising beyond the point I'm willing to go. $5 is what he's at right now, and that's what he went for. Pretty good, pretty good buy, but not a buy I could justify. Yeah, very good price for Ahmed Rosario. A couple others that went. Jimmy Herget for a buck. Oswald Praza for three. Sal Freelich went for a dollar, which I believe caused Chris to uh, suck his teeth. Yeah, not very happy about that. <laughs> Obviously, I, I didn't have a spot on my lineup for him, so I was going to have to wait to the reserve rounds if I wanted Sal Freelich. And that's a great pickup with Garrett Mitchell leaving the game with a hamstring injury. Yes, we don't know if it's serious right now, but if it is, you know, Sal Freelich is someone who could be in the opening day lineup in a pretty good Brewers lineup uh, in a good park with some speed and, and some contact skills. So I, I really think he could be very well worth using in fantasy if he has a job. Glaber Torres went for $4 just after Ahmed Rosario went for 5 So as I said in hour two or part two of, of this very long live stream and podcast, <laughs> uh, a lot of the mid-tier players that are available are going to go for much cheaper than you think they should, much cheaper than we will have them listed for on the site in terms of our salary cap values. And that's just because there's not a lot of money to go around. So people are being very particular about the players that they are choosing to uh, bid on at this point in the draft. Mm -hmm. Ryan Mountcastle goes for, uh, he's currently going for $3. And, you know, I feel bad for Mountcastle, guys, because... This guy crushed the ball last yeah, season. He had the breakout. Great stat cast numbers, <laughs> but just because they took out a chunk of their ballpark in Camden yep. Yards, 
It just killed power for right-handed you know batters. Man. I like that. He had the breakout. He you just, know what, man? Grayson Rodriguez is going to make a lot of money in his career. He needs to send a, a stipend to Ryan, Ryan Mountcastle because everybody says they did this for Grayson, Grayson Rodriguez, move the par- fences back, help these uh-huh. pitchers develop. Send Ryan Mountcastle a, a bit of your paycheck when you when you hit it big, Grayson. I think they did it more so for John Means and then so that they could make moves like the Cole Irvin one yeah. that they made this offseason because... Um, yeah, I hate uh, it. Like that's like it, it it just feels slimy to me, the Cole Irvin signing, because it's like, oh, did you did you um do this to your stadium? Uh I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna go five on Nico Horner, even though I said I was doing nothing but two three dollar bids. And I got him. Nice. I got him. And we all know you'd him. rather have Nico Horner than Ahmed Rosario. Why? Because you hate Ahmed Rosario, Scott. (laughs) (laughs) Ahmed Rosario went for five as well. So same thing. Like, I I wouldn't have gone six for Nico Horner, you know. Um, So, yeah. You know, one player we haven't talked about really at all this offseason has been J.D. Martinez, who's utility only. He signed with the Dodgers. And I was looking into him the other day. The StatCast numbers are, are still pretty good. Obviously, he's he's lost a step. He's he's getting up there in age, but probably going to back clean up for the Dodgers this season. I just got him for two bucks. Well, you guys have any strong opinions on JD Martinez? No, he's not quite. Like, do, I think he's in decline. I think he's in decline. He's going to be in the Dodgers lineup, presumably playing every day. And the Dodgers have done some magical transformational things with players, so that. That gives me hope for him, but it's not enough hope that I want to have a true DH in that utility spot. You know, it's not like I'm putting David Ortiz there or Shohei Otani. It's right. It's JD Martinez, who I can't even count on hitting 20 home runs. So I just, I mean, I don't blame you for buying him for two dollars, but it, it's it's just a it's a pick I have a hard time getting excited about. Speaking of two dollars, I wound up drafting Alex Lang for two. Sorry, Chris, I know you threw him out for a buck. Yeah, I was hoping I could sneak him through as one of my $1 bids. This is how things are going to go for the next hour or so for me. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we'll be right here to cover all of Chris's frustrations. Um, Alex Lang, they, the Tigers traded Gregory Soto this offseason. He does struggle mightily with control, but seems to be the leader in the clubhouse uh, for the, the Tigers' closer gig or at least the majority of the saves for that team so and the the changeup and curveball are both really really good swing and miss pitches for him so there could be a lot of strikeouts there for uh for alex lang tyler malley currently thrown out for a buck chris if you could go two right now would you absolutely he was one of the players i thought about throwing out for two early on in the draft mm. um so yeah and I'm not so sure I wanted him. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I, yeah, no, that's one that I was just, I, I was, I was going to throw out for a dollar later on in the draft, but I wanted to wait until there was yeah. a little less money floating around. This is always the tough thing about, you know, hitting your max bid early. I thought about going too because Chris, frankly, you've talked me into Tyler Malley. I think there's a lot to like. The velo has been up so far in spring training. So I'm hoping the shoulder is good to go, but there's still, there's better pitchers left. So I'm just wondering if, that's the thing. Maybe I won't get it's those just, guys for a buck, but if I could get, you know, one of these names for two, 
I, you know, I, I'll, I'll go the extra dollar for one of those guys. So it's just how real, like, yes, there are better pitchers left than Tyler Malley. And I have, I'm down now down to three pitcher spots. I probably want one of them to be a reliever. Mm-hmm. Um, ugh, I should have gone two on Kyle Raleigh. All right. He's going way beyond that. That's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's tough. <laughs> that's tough. Cause I like <laughs> There is some money out there. There's not a lot of money, but there's enough that is it realistic you're going to be able to win the best players who are left, any of them, for two or three dollars? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a fun player getting thrown out right now. Esteyuri Ruiz. Somebody tagged me in a video. I believe it was Shay Langoliers. So obviously, talking about it from a catcher perspective, trying to throw out Esteyuri Ruiz. And he said that this guy is a nightmare on the base pass. We already knew that, but I guess yeah. it's just kind of fun to hear it from a teammate's perspective. And is, look, he, I, is he going to get to first base? Though? That, that's, that's the, the biggest question, right? Same thing we question. used to same thing we used to say about Billy Hamilton: you can't steal first. Well, that's that's the concern with Esteri Ruiz. But if he does get on first, very likely taking second base. Uh, so one of the fastest players in the game. Cal Raleigh went for four. Charlie Blackman went for a buck. In the meantime, Trey Mancini is currently going for two, and he is sold. To Scott White. All right. I'm getting a lot of shares of Trey Mancini all of a sudden. I got him in TGFBI and Tout Wars no. and now in Memorial Mag. Should we thank the uh, emailer who sent in the email about uh, Trey Mancini? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Let's see how ago. good he is. Um, same sort of issue where I'm seeing a lot of outfielders I like. Of course, I had corner infield open too, which helps. And I may just slot Mancini there. Uh, let's see. Say a Suzuki. Okay, good. Say a Suzuki went for two. I'd feel real stupid, but <laughs> uh, you're getting him for three, Frank. That's pretty good. That's uh, a really good one. Yeah. yeah. I loved say a Suzuki before he hurt his oblique. I mean, he's probably going to miss the first couple of weeks, maybe the first month, but we have five IL spots in this league. And, uh, yeah, so I'll just kind of, let's wait on say a Suzuki and hope he is that kind of breakout player. I thought he could be. Okay, this makes me feel better about Trey Mancini. Andrew Vaughn got nominated. I went three right away. Mm-hmm. He's up to five now, so I wouldn't have been able to get him. Yeah. I mean, I technically would have been able to get him, but I wouldn't have been willing to do what it took to get him because then I'd be, you don't, like, stars and, the worst thing you can do if you go stars and scrubs, you know, you're going to have a lot of scrubs. <laughs> if you if you get <laughs> down to just $1 bids too early, holy crap, you are screwed because you are just going to get the worst of whatever does so get. i'm i'm screwed is what you're saying well how many d spots do you have left you weren't going stars and stripes i have six you? spots yeah it could be worse <laughs> so chris I wound I up. i only have six spots too <laughs> <laughs> chris wound up with uh three thirty dollar hitters i wrote this down a rosarena for 23 mm-hmm. another one for 18 so yeah i mean spent up quite a bit uh, on some of those guys you- because like it, it's even worse than like if you don't think it through. And of course, if you've done a salary cap draft, you've probably experienced your, this yourself. But it's not just oh, I can only bid a bid a dollar on, I can only bid one dollar on anybody. It's you can only win the players you yourself nominate. Yes. So you have to Correct. you have to try and do walk this fine line of nominating mm-hmm. a player that's actually good enough, but not so good that somebody goes two on you. Yep. Then if he goes through two on you, you got to wait through the whole round of nominations again before you have a chance at anybody else. And it just absolutely the worst. Yeah. It is not fun. That's exactly right. Freddie Peralta thrown out there for nine bucks. So Chris Mitchell trying to make sure that he 
Well, that's his last player, okay. and he has nine dollars left. So yeah, fair enough. Uh, and I've obviously won Freddie Peralta for nine. Jorge Mateo went for two in the meantime. Logan Gilbert for six. Say what you will about Gilbert. It seems like a pretty good value on him. Ah, Chris, what's dead may never die. Josiah Gray for a buck. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But like under the surface, the surface level numbers obviously very different between Josiah Gray and Tristan McKenzie under the surface. Very similar pitchers rely heavily on their sliders and, and curveballs for all their swings and misses. Not great fastballs. Josiah Gray just tends to get hit harder, so he's got to take a step forward. But like, I could see those guys moving towards one another this year. I'm glad right. you went four dollars on Mitch Haniger, Frank. I would, have, I would have been kicking myself if somebody got to three first on him. All right, <laughs> Mitch Haniger goes to me for so my. My hitters are basically all filled out. I need a second catcher. And uh, so I'll just tell everyone now, I budgeted $180 of my $260 for hitters. And now I have $6 left for catcher two. So I probably should have got a better uh, second catcher than what's available. And I I don't want Travis Darno, so he's all yours, Scott. Um, So I'm going to take some of that money and, and put it over to the pitching side with whatever I need left over there. I still only have three starters and, and two relievers. Cole, Darvish, Snell, Iglesias, and Alex Lang. Okay. I found my dollar nominations. Catchers. Nobody wants to go two on any of the <laughs> remaining ones because I nominated clearly the best in Travis Darno and got him for one. Very nice. Like it. A couple of fun pitchers left, too. I'm interested to see how much some of these guys are going to go for. Severino, Dustin May. Yep. No, there's very... Very interesting starting pitchers left, for sure. And Scott, it looks like you're going to get Jordan Montgomery for two. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, not one of. I mean, he's interesting-ish, but not definitely not one of the super interesting guys remaining. I don't know about that. Well, I'll tell you what, Scott. Stupid. The defending champ says that that was a steal in the chat room. So, I don't know about that. <laughs> Jordan Montgomery. Is a solid pitcher. I mean, high floor. He did get better when he went to the Cardinals last year, too. So we always thought there was another step. Maybe he can get there with the Cardinals. I, I'm not completely it's, ruling it out. It's not, it's not Jordan. The, my, my issue is not with Jordan Montgomery. My issue is with that was one of my last three SP spots, and there's some, there's a lot of good ones left. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there is. I kind of got, so, I got a little bit of money left too, so I'm kind of trying to figure out which one of these pitchers I want to wind up with. So Tony Gonsolin just went for two. I'd rather have Tony Gonsolin for two mm-hmm. than than Montgomery. But I could, like I couldn't do that to myself again, you know, and be left with one RP uh, as one pitcher spot. Yeah, I don't know. I may be screwing this up. Let me catch some people up. We we had Darno go for one. Montgomery went for two to Scott. Tony Gonsolin went for two, and got, uh, Yasmani Grandal got thrown out for one. I went two on him. Oh, just, you jerk, Frank. Sorry, man. I, I needed a second catcher. <laughs> it wasn't me. I was just saying, like, you didn't go two on Darno. He probably thought he was safe nominating Grandal. <laughs> yeah, I I just kind of worry about Darno. Second catcher is how many DH games is he actually going to get? So. Yeah, he's been someone I, ha- I haven't really wound up with very much. Uh, and my hitting spots are all all figured out. Wow, I've got three White Sox on this team. That seems that seems bad. <laughs> just, just realized. Well, it depends who they are, you know. I've got uh, Grandal, Tim Anderson, and Eloy. So. 
Yeah. Yeah, those guys are all those guys are all good. Some good players. You know, it's and and you do have uh, Jose Abreu. So there you go. Getting much, the band back together. Let's see how much Dustin this guy May goes is for. one of the very interesting pitchers left who I would love to have been able to offer some money on. But okay, and they're they're all bidding me out of my range on him. So that's all right, and he's gone. Yeah, I, I wanted to throw it out there as to test mm-hmm. the water, Scott. How much is he going to go for Dustin May? Up to seven dollars. So whoever was saving their money, this is who it was for. Is for Dustin May. I, I tell you though. So in all these regular drafts, I'm filling half my pitching staff with the Mount Rushmore, right? My worst starting, well, my worst starting pitcher is Justin Steele, but like I, I, I may get to round out my pitching staff here better than the Mount Rushmore, you know, like oh, I, I, I spend almost nothing on my pitching staff and I may not have to dip into the, the Mount Rushmore. But is there anything actually better than the Mount Rushmore, Scott? I mean, they are the Mount Rushmore for a reason, so. Uh, true. <laughs> True. Dustin May went for seven. Uh, Tyro Estrada went for two. Mm-hmm. I have him in bus 1.0, but geez, two bucks. It's pretty cheap. Well, d- yeah, Jeff hard McNeil, McNeil just went that. for one. Yeah, Jeff McNeil went for one. Greg Lathrop that's... just gobbling up the value at this point. Whatever positions he has left. Man. And I, like, I, I could have gone two, obviously, on him. But I'm down to just two possible outfield spots. I've already filled middle infield, but um, McNeil's eligible in the outfield. And I just don't know that I want it for a batting average specialist, you know? Right. Shay Langoliers went for $1. For, if you play on CBS, he is DH only, utility mm-hmm. only to start the season, but uh, likely to be the everyday catcher for the A's. So maybe by week two or three, you'll have catcher eligibility for Shay Langoliers. <laughs> And that's a good buy, Chris. I like that. Cabo Ruiz for a buck. Thank you. Yeah, I feel like that's a good combination with Salvador Perez. He was the other one that I was considering. I was, do I want Grandal or Ruiz? It's close for me. Hoping uh, Grandal could get back on track. Scott Barlow is up for three bucks. The Royal sign rolled as Chapman this offseason, so <clears throat> we still don't really know who's going to be their saves leader. Yeah, that's one where it's just like I I have such a hard time seeing Aroldis Chapman being on a team, especially a mediocre team, not closing and being happy about it. So that's why like my assumption is still that Aroldis Chapman's going to be the closer just because like would he really agree to be there if he wasn't? And maybe that's not a good reason. It's just he does not nope. strike me as the like go along to get along team player type who's going to lift someone else up to glory. <laughs> and why would the Royals sign him to a one year deal if not to you know, yeah, pump not, up not his trade value? Flip him, right. Yeah. And, and you're going to up his trade value more with him closing. Um, so. And I believe he has started throwing in spring games, right? I know he had the weird thing where he like slipped and fell and busted yeah. his lip. Yeah, but yeah, he's been pitching. Yeah, I think he, I think he's made two appearances so far. That is a role as Chapman. I think the hope for the Royals is if they can get, you know, ten to, yeah, ten to twelve saves out of him. He looks all right. Flip him at the deadline. Get, you know, whatever a mid level prospect. Yeah, that's the hope. And then Scott Barlow will take over from there on out. One player that you want in the meantime, Scott Christian Betancourt for a dollar and I brought him up when we did our catcher preview as a very deep sleeper as a as a second catcher and 
I like it. Uh, I mean, he hit the ball extremely hard last year. He sneakily stole five bases for the Rays, and he's already both a better catcher and better hitter than Francisco Mejia. So I think he's, you know, even if it's a 60-40 split, I think he will see the majority of playing time at catcher for the Rays. I think so, too. Yeah, I'll take him. I'll buy that for a dollar. And that's what I did. I paired him and Travis Darno, $2 catcher tandem combined. And I, I love doing that in these uh, salary cap leagues because while, uh, okay, in a regular snake draft, you could say, oh, you could just spend your last two picks on Darno and Bethancourt. It's the same thing. It's really not because the um, the amount of savings by going only a dollar on a player, it, it, it means you're able to get a bet- better player uh, relative to what you could have gotten at some other position. And, and I think that, what am I trying to say? It, the benefit of going cheap at catcher is more in a salary cap league than in a draft because the, the savings at that position can be better allocated in a salary cap draft than the, the draft pick savings in a conventional redraft. A couple other players that went in the meantime, Luis Severino went for five, Hunter Brown went for two, uh, Nick Fortes went for one, and Austin Meadows went for two, and I just picked up uh, Drew Rasmussen for three, who has had great numbers as a starter the past couple of years with Tampa Bay, and I think there's I think there's a chance he could get to more strikeouts. I know the K per nine was a little bit lower last year, but he gets swinging strikes, he pitches for a good organization. I like Drew Rasmussen. He is my SP4 behind Cole, Darvish, and Snell. All right, things are slowing down a little bit here. Let's take uh, let's take a little break here. We're in part three, and we'll be back right after this. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more for way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We're back, and Brian Hayes just went for a dollar. I saw a note earlier in the day that he is dealing with some kind of thumb soreness. Oh, thumb issue, yeah. And he's oh, dealt man. he's dealt with like a hand or a wrist before, right? Yes, he has. All right, this is your guy, Fran, Brand, uh, Brandon. Frank? Frank, it's your guy, Brandon Nemo. Oh, well, I don't have any more hitter spots, so I can't do no, anything. You blew it. Sorry, man. You blew it, Frank. 
Uh, yeah, I guess in hindsight, I'd finding Nimmo. Would you guys rather have Nimmo for two than JD Martinez? Probably. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks, guy. You made me feel great. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> thanks, man. Uh, so Brandon Nimmo went for two. Cabrian Hayes went for one. Uh, Dylan Floro. Chris, you're such a homer, man. Yeah, snuck him through. Might be a closer. Who 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 knows? I you know the the Marlins. I think Tanner Scott and AJ Puck were both uh, limited early in spring, so I would say Dylan Flores ahead of those guys, and that uh, makes me think he's going to be the closer to start the season. Uh, yeah, so you're right about that. Some guys are kind of banged up for the Marlins bullpen right now. Uh, both Scott and Puck have begun throwing. I believe they've yeah. pitched in games now, but still, they're you know two weeks back. They still have Matt Barnes, who has closer experience, and Skip yes. Schumacher, new manager of the Marlins, did say that they're going to go with a closer by committee. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Dylan Floro ended the season as the closer, and he's one of their only healthy relievers at this point. Scott, you just won Paul Seawald for three. I thought I could jump in at two and get him, but you really wanted him, huh? <laughs> yeah. I did. He was the best reliever remaining. And I think the only reliever based on the quality of starting pitchers that's out there, I think, um, I think Seawald was the only reliever I was willing to, to put in one of those last two pitcher spots of mine. So now I'm down to getting one pitcher. It'll obviously be a starting pitcher. And there are a couple of options I really like, and really three options that, are great and they're a tier higher than the Mount Rushmore. So again, oh, all right. at this point I'm regretting the Justin Steele and uh, <laughs> Tyler Malley nominations. So moving forward, you should probably just throw out some of these higher end names, right? Just to see if you wind up with them. Uh, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess we haven't reached that point yet. No. Nope. Well, here's one of them. Charlie Moore and I assume. Yeah. What's your max? Yes, this is one. What's your max bid, Scott? Max bid six. Uh oh. He's got three spots to fill. Uh oh. Go for Come on. Go Throw the for plan it. away. Go, go, go. Oh, boo. 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 I want somebody a little safer than Morton because I already have Giolito. I already have Barrios. What? You love Charlie Morton. I love Charlie Morton, yeah. but I don't know that I love him for this build. I don't think strikeouts are my issue so much as just security. Uh, and there are a couple more secure options out there. Is this one of them? Oh, well, yeah, he's gone. Joe Ryan, that's who we're talking about. Charlie Morton went for three. Tristan Casas went for two. Ah, oh, wow. Jeez. Oh, man, I should have gone four on Morton because now Joe Ryan's up to six. <laughs> uh, hey, look, you can't, you can't say it, we didn't try because we were rooting yeah. you on here, yeah. Scotty. So. You, you should have. <laughs> I should have gone four on Morton. And you threw out Tristan Casas for a buck, right? And I think I heard mm-hmm. a sigh when, when Greg won him for two. Yeah, you were definitely like in the middle of a sentence and you, you kind of stumbled over it as that bid <laughs> came in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, But that makes me feel bad because like he was definitely one of the guys I was like, well, I'm going to hang on and see if I can get him through late. But I assume if I had thrown him out there before, you would have bid too, right? Yeah, and if not you, the person who ended up getting him for two dollars would have. So, well, see what what happened was Tristan Casas, Josh Bell, and Ty France were out there. I would have been fine with any of them as my corner infielder. I threw out the one that I thought I would most likely get for a dollar, which was Casas. Mm-hmm. I almost did. Somebody went two, and and since then somebody's nominated Josh Bell. So now we're down to Bell and France that I want for my corner infield spot, and I decided to go 
three on Bell. I could have gone three on Casas instead, um, but I'm cutting it a little closer now. And um, wow, is this really going to happen? Oh, all no. right. Uh, there you go. I shouldn't have said no. anything. I should have. No, I was. <laughs> I should have just let Scott keep talking. <laughs> I was staring at, so it's Chris Bassett. Right. Yeah, Frank was trying to get him for a dollar. I'm going to fill my last pitching spot with him. It was between him and Pablo Lopez. It's good. It's goodbye. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Velocity's been down this spring, Bassett's, but. Uh, I heard. I mean, I would have, I would have rather had Charlie Morton, let's be honest. I saw a few tweets that say Bassett is someone who typically starts with a lower velocity and, and uses the spring to kind of ramp up and, and get up to. To game shape by the time we get to opening day, so it's down a lot. It's like four miles per hour. I don't want to downplay that, but you know, as right. long as he's slowly ramping it up, I, I think it was down three miles per hour his last outing. You know, every mile, yeah, every it's, it's not something I'm supremely worried about, but right. it's just it's not it, it's not the thing you want to hear. Obviously, Scott, I had a missed opportunity earlier. You won Josh Bell, so I, I feel like you deserve this. <laughs> Great song. Indeed. Love it. Josh Bell. But I've been better off with France, though. Um, Maybe. Yeah. I think those players are very similar, both Josh Bell and Ty France. A couple other bids that got thrown out there. Lourdes Gurriel for a dollar. I think he's someone who's off to a nice start in the spring. He's entering a contract year, was playing hurt last season as well. Will Myers won for a dollar. This is how Greg wins, man. We're just sitting here, you know, playing music and drops and stuff. And Greg Lathrop's just sneaking by these awesome players for a dollar. Will Myers, good job. Francisco Alvarez went for a dollar. Alec Bohm went for two. Launch angle, Alec Bohm. I'm going to take a look at Greg Lathrop's roster, see how it's looking. Yeah, I have a feeling it's really good. What else is new? Oscar Gonzalez went for two. The outfield's really good for Greg Lathrop. The infield is suffering. Man, you know what? Hands. I got JD Martinez for two. Brandon Nimmo went for two. Oscar Gonzalez. No, 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 no. That's not what I meant to do, guys. I hit the wrong button. Nope, you got you gotta keep him. You're gonna let me back it out this <laughs> no, time. No, right? no, you gotta keep him. No. Chris, what do you say? <laughs> no. I mean, you did say you wanted Ty France earlier, so I don't know. I think you gotta keep him. You can back him out if you want to. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to see Scott too upset two years in a row. It's makes me upset, you know. Yeah. Uh, last year was pretty funny. I mean, it's I'm not sorry. a bad play. <laughs> no, for a dollar. Why don't you just keep him, It's Scott? not what I meant to do. I'm not going to hedge and like... It's not what I meant to do. What positions what do you I have left? This is what I meant to do. Oh, all right. I mean... Garrett Mitchell for three. <sighs> Ty France for a dollar, Scott. Yeah. But I already have two first basemen and I like... I'd rather have the outfield and the potential steal specialist. I got a lot of batting average already. All right. Is that your um, last player? Yeah, that's my last player. Look at Scotty. First one out. Let's go. I'm not the first one out. Oh. First one of well, us. Th- first one, of, first us one of us three. First one of us three. Yes, of course. Yes. Yeah, fourth fourth one in the draft. How you feeling overall, Scotty? Good. I think. Uh-oh. <laughs> this is where he I goes mean, and he looks at his team. <laughs> I wanted Morton. I think I, I think I should have gone for Morton as my last starter instead of, you know, holding out for Joe Ryan and ending up with Chris Bassett. So that, like, I can't help but fixate on the negative. Mm-hmm. Um, and I look at 
the quality of pitchers I could have had. And it's like, oh, and I filled a spot with Justin Steele already. And Tyler Malley, I'm less I'm less concerned about Tyler Malley, but the Justin Steele one really gets to me, knowing what I could have had. This is like a, a secret downside of only bidding on your starting spots. Is like you are kind of limited in what kind of flyers you could take. Right. Yeah. It's, and and this is part of the reason why I want to go stars and scrubs. Why I think it's the right approach for this is because I'm here talking about how I filled my spots too quickly <laughs> for my liking, right? And that's with um Gosh, how many players did I get for three dollars less? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Thirteen of my twenty-three spots were for three dollars or less, and it's like, man, I wish I had more spots. I could have gotten better players there. Right. Let's catch people up after you took Garrett Mitchell, Clark Schmidt. Speaking of flyers, he went for a dollar. Someone tried to sneak Andres Munoz by for a buck. Uh-uh. Not today. I went two. Uh, jo- uh, Josh Young went for one. Jonah Hine went for one. And it is my turn to nominate a player. And I don't think anyone can bid more than two, so I'm going to throw out Pablo Lopez for two. And I'll get him as my SP5. And feel pretty good. That means I've got Garrett Cole, Hugh Darvish, Blake Snell, Drew Rasmussen, and Pablo Lopez as my starters. My relievers, I've got Rysel Iglesias, Alex Lang, and Andres Munoz. And Luis Garcia goes yep. for two. Who would you guys rather like- have, Pablo Lopez or Luis Garcia? Pablo. I think so, yeah. Yay. I, Yay me. I, I think Luis Garcia, I don't know, maybe maybe the Astros ride him a little harder with uh, Justin Verlander being gone, but I, I think he's kind of in that, that no man's land for innings accumulation you know a lot of five inning starts so i just i I find it hard to get excited about him all right trevor rogers for a buck nice buy chris yeah i was you know i I saw there's three people with more than a dollar left and i saw frank was one of them and i was like oh but he just took a picture he doesn't need another picture and then (laughs) i looked and i was I almost had a panic attack because it was just like, oh no, he does have a pitcher spot left, but he didn't want Trevor Rogers, thankfully. So I did think about Works it, out. but uh, Rogers is yours. I'll let you have him. There's one other pitcher that I'm eyeing. I've got three dollars left, and nobody could beat that. So I will wind up with this pitcher, and I'm not going to reveal his name yet because let's let's build the suspense, right? Why not? Joey Manessis goes for a dollar. Joey two hits. See if he can carry it over. Monster second half for the Nationals. We know he's going to play. Just what will he do with the playing time? Uh, Craig Kimbrell goes for two. We are, we are truly in the end game now, Scott. I feel like we said the end game came like two hours ago. <laughs> this is the end my end game, game did. Uh, that's fair. That is fair. <laughs> the overall end game, the end game of the podcast. We are, we are winding down. You know. And we got 16 players left to be picked in the uh, salary cap portion of the draft. And then we got our six round uh, reserve draft would be the way we would say it. Mm-hmm. My brain's a little fried from the three and a half hours. Hey. I just took a little, sit down a little more dew, <laughs> a little more Mountain Dew to keep me going. Do the dew. 
do the do. It's it's the code red kind too, so it looks like I'm drinking. Um, uh, uh, power, uh, not powers. It looks like I'm drinking. Oh, what's it called? Transmission fluid. <laughs> Yikes! I'm probably not. probably does something no, similar to your insides. Yeah. <laughs> it lubricates them. Yeah. Okay. Bryson Stott don't thrown out for a dollar. Someone who has sneaky good sprint speed wouldn't surprise me if he sees a big uptick in steals this season with the Phillies. Andrew Heaney went for a dollar. Brian Bayo went for a dollar. Bayo's got some upside, but dealing with a forearm strain and the suspense is over because I will be nominating Reed Detmers. Yeah, that makes sense. For three bucks, and he will be my final player one. I like it. I'm hoping. So now I'm looking ahead and like who is going to make it to the reserve rounds because some good players are just by virtue of players just like Dustin Steele being on the active roster. Mm -hmm. Some good ones are going to slip through. And uh, I think I have one of the earlier picks in the reserve rounds. I don't remember exactly where I nominated, but it's the same order. Well, Hmm. in the meantime, I was hoping Demers might, but no. Oh, it's, Chris is going to gobble up Ty France for a buck. Good job. No, nope. he's not. Oh, oh no. no. Was, oh, no. That was one where I was trying to figure out, like, is he going to get through? Is it even worth it? Or should I just nominate someone else? Right. Oh, and, in between uh, me nominating France for a dollar and you nominating, apparently somebody else RJ wanted got taken. That's a frustrating. I blame Scott. And, and you know what? You got him for a dollar, didn't you? Yes, right. Did. Exactly. That's what oh, I'm saying. Oh, that is that is that's unfortunate, and I am unhappy currently. It's like it's like I was I I was able to show you this is what happens if you nominate Ty France, and yep. you were wise enough to say, "Well, then I'll nominate Ty France." Mm-hmm. But the, the variables changed in my face. <laughs> Boom. While we wait for Chris to wrap up his team, let's take a look at Scott and my squads. And start off with Scotty here on the infield. He's got Christian Betancourt and Travis Darnot at catcher. $2 combined for those two. Vinny Pasquantino, Jose Altuve, Nolan Arenado, and Corey Seager. <coughs> Nico Horner at middle, Josh Bell at corner. And then in the outfield, Aaron Judge, Trey Mancini, Cedric Mullins, Jake Fraley, Jake McCarthy, and Garrett Mitchell. Stars and scrubs, Scott, did you accomplish your goals here on offense? I mean, other than the catchers where you're halfway expecting scrubs anyway, there's not a single player in my starting lineup who I'm not happy to have there. You know, I think my least favorite is probably Josh Bell, who may go 280, 280, 25, 80, 80, you know? Uh, So I, I think... No, I guess Trey Mancini. I'm less excited about than that. But, you know, the, the point is I like them all to some degree. And um, I'm very pleased with the way it turned out. Uh, they're not all going to work out, these low-dollar players. But there is a waiver wire, and I plan to be active on it. And uh, I think the end result will be good. I didn't leave myself lacking in steals or batting average or home runs. So I like it. All right, let's take check out the pitchers that you wound up with. You got Sandy Alcantara for 28, and then you waited after that at starter. You got Giolito for three, Jose Barrios for three, Chris Bassett for two, Tyler Malley for one, Justin Steele for one, uh, and Jordan Montgomery for two. So 
you got the ace, and then you kind of lived in that 2 to $3 range. And your yep. relievers, you've got Ryan Helsley for 8 and Paul Sewald for 3 Thoughts on the pitching staff? So I did Hero SP, which I know Chris likes. I took it to its furthest extreme. As I was talking about earlier, um, now that the juice ball era is over, I'm hoping my old strategy of leaning into the volatility at starting pitcher comes through, meaning um, don't spend a lot on it, but what you do spend, make sure it's high upside guys like former former aces like Giolito and Barrios. And, um, you know, whoever doesn't work out there because it's more volatile than hitting, it means there are going to be more interesting options emerging on the waiver wire. And hope it, hopefully it works out. It's It used to be a very successful strategy for me. And then the juice ball era kind of ruined that. Hopefully it gets back to being a successful strategy for me. But it is, I, I can take pleasure in that I followed through on my plan. Because the last couple years, I don't think I did. I think I got scared away by some of the overbids for the high-end players and just kind of wound up in this um, middle ground sludge territory <laughs> and, and finished in the middle of the standings. As real. Actually, one of those years, 2021, I finished at a terrible finish, 11th place. Hey, so join the club. I was 11th last year, so. There you go. I had a bunch of players either get hurt or underperform. I spent up for Giolito last year. Mike Trout was good when he played, but obviously missed some time. Uh, I had Yasmani Grandal, funny enough, on this team as well. Wound up with him again. Uh, so just a lot of underperformance, some injury last year, but no excuses. It was not my best work, obviously. Let's take a look at my team. In the infield, I've got William Contreras and Yasmani Grandal at catcher. That's $12 combined. Jose Abreu for 14 Tommy Edmond for 14 Manny Machado for 38, uh, Tim Anderson for 13, Jonathan India for 6, Anthony Rizzo for 7. Uh, then I've got, uh, just scrolled up on me for a second, Mitch Hanniger, Hunter Renfro, Eloy Jimenez, Kyle Tucker, Taya Suzuki in the outfield, J.D. Martinez at DH. I think it's pretty well balanced. In hindsight, I think when Lindor was going for 23, probably should have been in on him. I think Maybe if I had one more 20 plus dollar hitter, I'd feel a little bit better about this. But for taking, I wanted Machado and Tucker for getting those guys and then just kind of living in the mid tier. I think it worked out pretty well. I think it's very well balanced. I've got some speed with Edmund, with Tim Anderson. I think India could chip in some. I think Kyle Tucker will give me 20 plus steals. Suzuki, when he's back, maybe double digits. So I've got, I got speed down. Batting average looks all right. I got some pop. I like it. I like the offense. I just, my only thing, Scott, is I wish I got maybe one more big name. I, I think it was Lindor in hindsight. Okay. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> I got to be honest. I wasn't listening because totally we are starting the reserve rounds now. <laughs> uh, all right. I'll quickly run through my pitchers then, and then we could just get off and running with this draft. Uh, the pitchers I wound up with, Garrett Cole, Hugh Darvish, Blake Snell, Rysel Iglesias, Reed Detmers. Alex Lang, Drew Rasmussen, Pablo Lopez, and Andres Munoz. Uh, all right, whenever you guys are ready, are are we up and running? We're good to go? Yeah, yeah, we're going. Oh, sweet. All right, so the first Started. pick of the reserve draft was Alex Cobb, Mackenzie Gore. I really have to pay attention here. Uh, sorry, folks. I'll, uh, I'll put this up for those watching so you can follow along with the draft. Eduardo Rodriguez went to Chris. Uh, 
let me see. Yeah, you wrote someone we haven't really talked about, but I liked him a lot last season and his his spring, his velocity's been up a yeah, about a tick, a tick and a half. Um it's been a weird couple of years for him. Remember he had the myocarditis issue during the COVID shortened season last year. He was away from the team. Um, but I still think there's room for him to be a pretty useful player. Yeah, I was going to point out that he, he's having a great spring right now. You don't mm-hmm. want to put too much into it, but Eduardo Rodriguez is someone who has had success in the past. No surprise, Scott winds up with one of the Mount Rushmore with Miles Michaelis. A couple other picks, Jose LeClerc went, uh, Taiwan Walker. Trying to figure out what I should do first here. <laughs> uh, all right, Harrison Bader goes, dealing with an oblique injury. He might start the season on the IL for the Yankees. I'm up in two picks. I've got an idea. Daniel Hudson could work his way into the closer mix when he's back for the Dodgers. And this is a this is a league with IL spots, so you know, should be able to mix him in there. Yep. Uh, Kyle Finnegan goes, I think that's a really good pick, likely to wind up as yeah. the closer to start, at least for the Nationals. And I am going to take... I got sniped on Jose LeClerc. I should have looked at Kyle Finnegan. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Worn by players like Michael Harris to meet the demand of elite ball players, the New Balance Fuel Cell 4040 V7 is a versatile option. The 4040 V7 is built for the athlete who needs responsiveness and ability to cut and run at their full speed. The model features a fuel cell foam underfoot and a synthetic and mesh upper to provide breathability, comfort, and a snug fit as you round the bases. The fuel cell midsole features nitrogen-infused foam specifically designed to propel athletes forward. Learn more about the 4040 at newbalance.com. I took Ramon Laureano because I've got Seiya Suzuki who will start on the IL and I need an outfielder to fill in for him. So a little bit of power and speed for... Racer Ramon. And Greg is up. Then we've got the turn for two. Jorge Lopez. What are you guys thinking about the Twins bullpen this season? Obviously, Duran is head and shoulders better than Jorge Lopez, but yeah. they, they usually do the arbitration thing where you know they don't let their team-controlled players get all the saves. So what are you thinking about the, the Twins bullpen? I think... What do I think about the Twins bullpen? I think it's going to be Duran most of the time. There are going to be times when they'd rather use him in the eighth inning and maybe Jorge Lopez or maybe somebody else uh, ends up getting saves as a result. But I think it'll be primarily, I think it'll be sort of like, sort of like Paul Seawald was in Seattle last year where Duran will probably get to 20 and maybe mm-hmm. even a little beyond, but he probably won't get to 30. Alrighty, after Jorge Lopez went C.J. Abrams and Alex Verdugo. That's a nice little turn there. Some upside, some safety. Yeah. Uh, Luis Arias. I, I probably should have taken C.J. Abrams with my first pick. I was thinking about it, but it just doesn't yeah. make sense for me at all. I've got India middle. I've got Tim Anderson, Tommy Edmonds, so just didn't really need him. I'm going to go ahead and take a uh, an injury stash, and I'm going to draft Trevor Story in the reserves here. 
throw him on my IL. We have five spots there. Again, I don't know how necessary he'll be for this team, but you give me a little second half boost. I could throw him at utility. Uh, if, if I took Martinez, him in, in Tout Wars. He is kind of like Harper, though, and where it sounds like, you know, he's he's missing. He's more likely to miss two-thirds of the season than one-third of the season, and so that makes it yep. obviously a fine pick in the reserve round, but it, it does kind of take the appeal out of it. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally get that with uh, with Trevor's story. Showed some signs last year, but overall a disappointment his first season in Boston. Brandon Hughes goes to RJ White. Josh Naylor, another just kind of boring pick, but I like it. You know, 250, 260, 20-plus home runs for Naylor. Andrew Benintendi, sounds like he could bat third consistently for the White Sox. So, you know, I have question marks about the power, but the counting stats could turn out to be pretty good for, for Andrew Benintendi. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to take what I think is the last outfielder I like here, the, and that's Brian De La Cruz, mm-hmm. who I've cooled on from earlier because it sounds like they're leaning Jesus Sanchez to start and left, but I don't think that'll last. I think I think De La Cruz's talent is eventually going to force the issue. I will say Miami, there, there's some crowding issues now that they signed Yuli Gurriel, which they've been circling him for a while, but they did sign him today. Also, Jose Iglesias, I don't think he's going to ma- matter much, but Yuli Gurriel, I'm guessing they signed him with an eye on starting him pretty regularly. So, you know, whether that means Luis Arias moves to third base, I don't know, but it's, uh, you know, between Garrett Cooper not being guaranteed the first base job or, or DH every day, he might have to play some in the outfield. There's there's a little bit of crowding there in, in Miami with the outfield and DH spots now. It's a good point. I know it was a minor league contract, Chris. Are, are, you, yeah. are you certain that Gurriel will be on their roster on opening day? I'm pretty positive yeah. that he... I mean, I know he was holding out for a major league deal and never got it, so, you know, maybe... He, he pushes for his release if he's not guaranteed a starting spot, but I, I would think he's going to play more often than not. That is Yuli Gurriel once again signing with the Miami Marlins. Other picks that went down, wow. That guy went really late. Whit Merrifield in the third round yeah. of the reserves, that, that's a really good pick. Uh, Volpe also went. Still a chance Volpe could be up on opening day. Uh, Curtis Mead with Tampa Bay. Good pick, Chris. I know... There's been talks about the Rays um, giving Curtis Mead an extension. Yeah, they've been working on an extension with him, apparently, which could probably accelerate his timetable. I was going to say, that would basically buy out his 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 years, right? And then he... Yeah, I mean, they, that's what they did with Evan Longoria. They signed him to an right. extension, I think, before he made his debut. The, the Phillies did it with Scott Kingery a few years ago. The Astros did it with John Singleton. These are not necessarily the best examples of players <laughs> who worked out. Right, but they are playing, and, and the service time stuff matters less now than it did back then. Uh, but there was, yeah, I think it was Ken Rosenthal report either yesterday or today that they are strongly considering giving him a, a long-term deal, which you know presumably would clear a path to playing time. All right, a couple other picks here. Actually, a that's lot of Curtis picks. Mead. After Curtis Mead, Jorge Soler, Noah Syndergaard, Spencer Turnbull, Patrick Wisdom, Luis Garcia. Of the Nationals, TJ Friedel, then Merrill Kelly. You got to get him, baby. Got to get him, Scott. Got to get him. <laughs> yeah, and I, I actually was really disappointed. Brandon Drury went a few picks later. I was hoping oh. he'd make it to me. Um, 308th player taken. Yeah, it's it's to, It's gotten to a point for me with Drury. I know he's not the one I took, but it's gotten to a point for me where just like everybody's so out 
that yeah. I'm kind of in by default because yep. like, what if he's 80% as good as he was last year? I think at a good hitter's park, good lineup, he could be. And then he's eligible at first, second, third, um, providing power stats very late, which is hard to find. I'm kind of, you know, I, I, I really would have liked, I, I, I can't complain about getting Merrill Kelly. I got two now, uh, Miles Michaelis and Merrill Kelly, two of the Mount Rushmore, my favorite two of the Mount Rushmore in the reserve rounds. So that, that makes me feel a lot better about my pitching staff, which was the most questionable part of my team. But I would have liked to have Drury too. Abraham Lincoln's always been my favorite of the Mount Rushmore guys. <laughs> uh, after Scott took Merrill Kelly, Edward Olivares, John Birdie, Brandon Drury, Carlos Carrasco. I took Trevor May, who I believe will get the first shot at saves for the A's. Lance McCullers, you could stash on your IL. Garrett Whitlock, Sir Anthony Dominguez, and Kyle Bradish. It's a nice little sleeper pick there. I know around the industry he's gained some steam. Eno Saris likes him some... Uh, Kyle Bradish from the Orioles. I'm going to take one of my sleeper pitchers here with Ross Stripling. Now at the San Francisco Giants. Threw his changeup a career high last year. I think it was 27%. It's a really, really good changeup. Obviously good ballpark to pitch in as well in uh, San Francisco. And it just goes really late. Pick 315 for Ross Stripling. So I like it. I like it a lot. Do you guys have a feel for the Phillies bullpen right now? Do you think it's Kimbrel to start? And if he falters, maybe they go Sir Anthony Dominguez after that? I think that what they're saying is a committee. Um, I think if Kimbrel looks right, though, he'll probably corral that job in short order. And if he doesn't, then it'll probably remain a committee with Dominguez at the front, but still a committee. Yeah, that's um, kind of like my views on our oldest Chapman. Craig Kimbrell, not quite as mercurial, but has not necessarily been at his best outside of the closers role. So I think like you get those guys, you probably want to try them at closer first, at least. And if it doesn't work out, then you move on to someone else. But I think given the history of those kinds of pitchers or oldest Chapman and Craig Kimbrell, I, I would guess they're going to get a, a, a real opportunity at the very least. After I took Ross Stripling, Jose Urquidy, Jock Peterson, I think is a great pick. He goes way late, probably going to give you 25-ish home runs. Mm -hmm. uh, he's going to play against right-handed pitching. We know he'll sit against some lefties. After that, Nolan Gorman, Ranger Suarez, Scotty on brand, Tyler Anderson. Let's I go. almost got all four of the Mount Rushmore. I took <laughs> Tyler Anderson, and then Martin Perez went to Garrett Atkins right afterward. All right. By the way, the, the most Angels possible outcome today Apparently, Tyler Anderson almost hit Mike Trout oh. like near the head Jeez. during their uh, USA exhibition today. That would have been like the most Angels thing that could possibly have happened. Yeah, yeah, not, not great there. Uh, after Tyler Anderson, Perez went one pick later. Alec Thomas, somebody I was eyeing. I think that's uh, a really sneaky pick there for you, Chris. Marcus Stroman. Uh, Stroman, I think, you know, kind of safe, boring guy. But again, the Cubs defense should be much better this year. Christopher Morrell. Randall Grichuk, who will start the season on the IL. You could stash him to start. Uh, and then Colton Wong at middle infielder. That is a great pick, Chris. Yeah, that's a little that's a little tip of the cap to you, Frank. I like that. I, I, so I tweeted out earlier today that I finally put these pieces together. Will Smith signed with the Rangers over the weekend. Will Smith, the reliever. And he pitched with the Giants a couple of years ago when Bruce Bochy was the manager. He mm. had a 34-save season with Bruce Bochy. And it all, it all just kind of clicked for me. I'm like, whoa, 
Will Smith is a really good like late round flyer for saves right now. I love it. I think it's a good pick. Yeah, I mean, we don't know if Jose Leclerc is going to be the closer, but figure at this point in the draft, why not take a flyer on on that connection specifically that you mentioned? Yeah, I just haven't moved him up my rankings yet, so I just kind of out of sight, out of mind, but yep. I think it's a good pick. Zach Eflin, also I, a sneaky one. Elvis Andrus and Aroldis Chapman. Scott, what would you like to say? I uh, don't think Will Smith's actually going to be the closer. Oh. FWIW. Oh, that's a great pick, too. Brandon Fox. I don't think he's going to be either. Yeah, I saw I saw Dre Jamison go off, and I immediately typed in Fott. Yep, he was so near the top queue. of my queue. Jeez. Yeah. Well, broadcasting and drafting 101. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh, man, I just completely forgot about him. That is a great pick. Uh, and now I am up, and I don't really have somebody I want, but I'm going to take this guy who had another home run today, uh, Josh Lowe. It's a very good pick, yeah. Yeah, very similar to your Alec Thomas pick, Chris. It's mm-hmm. former top prospect, kind of post-hype, very deep sleeper. Sounds like the Rays want him to win a job in the outfield. Um, and, you know, he's got a couple of home runs in the spring. We'll see what happens. Uh, after Brandon Fott went, Seth Brown, uh, Gene Segura, Brandon Belt, Yandy Diaz, and, oh, wait, I'm about to be back on the clock, so I should figure out what I want to do. Uh, I think I need another pitcher on my team. Uh, and these rankings are all kind of out of whack at this point. Well, and yeah, the the draft room doesn't put our pitchers in the right order because we don't rank <laughs> pitchers. We rank SPs and RPs. So that's always a... Oh, man. That's not very nice draft room. I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'll take Hayden Wesnesky. All right, good, good. I was, I've got a guy at the top of my queue. I'm sure I there's... I know he's a Frank Stample guy, but I oh. wanted to... I'm sure there's an I'm sure there's another good starter out there that I'm just not remembering right oh, now. Oh, I don't know if he's good or not, but right. I know you like him. All right. Well, yeah, he's probably not good then if I like him. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, after I took Josh Lowe, it was Segura Belt, Yandy Diaz, Adam Duval, a favorite of our our boy Neil Shah, who was on the podcast the other day. I was debating Shintaro Fujinami. I like him too. Um, I think there's a little bit more volatility with Fujinami. The control is a real issue. Uh, I think the stuff is very good, better than Hayden Wesneski, but uh, I, I like Wesneski as well. I, I wound up with him in Enna Only Labor, one of my pitchers there as well. Uh, Steven Matz, can he ever stay healthy? Probably not, but the Cardinals routinely have a good defense, um, and he pitches for a good team, so you know, why not at this point? Uh, Brett Beatty, mm. uh, there was talk yeah. earlier in spring training about Eduardo Escobar playing some left field. Uh, I think that's because the Mets kind of, I think they want Brett Beatty in the lineup, but you know, they've got options for now. Yeah. Some upside picks here between Beatty and Ian Anderson, I think is worth drafting again. I, I, I suspect he's the favorite to claim that fifth job for Atlanta. And of course has upside, I'm going to go with my ACE in the hole at catcher here. Since I spent a max, I spent a total of $2 at catcher, Mitch Garver. Nice. Uh, he should he should pick up the five games of catcher uh, to be eligible there because he's starting out utility only. He should pick it up by week three, I think. I'll be able to slot him there. And I do think he has a lot more upside offensively than Christian Bethencourt or even Travis Darno. Yeah, it's a good pick, Chris. So Rowanzi Contreras is the pitcher you wound up taking. I saw his name. I think him and Wisniewski are very similar, um, but... I took Wesneski because he plays for the better team. So, sure. Yeah. 
But, yeah, so, and Contreras, we still don't know what he is. He's a talented pitcher, but he hasn't actually been all that good when he's pitched the major league level yet. Um, but, you know, I, I think he's close enough to figuring it out. I know he's been working on the changeup this spring that, uh, you know, it's worth the gamble here. Couple other picks going off the board. Nick Martinez, another one of my sleepers that I gave out recently. Tarek Skubel, Kyle Stowers, I think will be a strong, pl- a strong side platoon starter for the Orioles. Then uh, Mike Soroka and James Paxton. Chris, I believe this is your last pick. This is my last pick. I'm not sure which way to go here. I'm going to You're go running with out of time. Make Nolan it, Jones. Make it good. Didn't make it good. I don't know if it got in. Yep, Whatever, you got it. it's in. There you go. <laughs> Nolan Jones, probably going to drop him. But, you know, he's got a chance. He's a recent prospect, top prospect-ish. A um, lot of swing and miss at the major league level, but more like a 25% strikeout rate guy. If he could be that at the major league level while playing half his games at Coors Field, I, I think there's, you know, definitely some potential there. Okay. Time to do it, Frank. I haven't done it in any ah. league yet, except maybe AL only. Michael Massey. I like there it. There you go. Michael Massey. Gotta have gotta have a share of him somewhere. Last pick in the reserve rounds. I mean, I really never thought I would get upset about Domingo Herman going, but that is who I wanted. <laughs> he is gone. <laughs> really, last round of the reserves. And now I'm on the clock and I don't know who well, I want Clark to. Clark Schmidt went earlier, so you don't have that one to fall back on. I think this guy is still available. Let me see. Yes. Uh, so I will take Ken Waldachuk. I still wanted Domingo Armand. That sucks. Whatever. Um, all right, so some upside pitchers on the bench. I've got Ross Stripling, Ken Waldachuk, and Hayden Wisniewski. Justin Turner, and who's going to be the last one? Number 360, Mr. Irrelevant, Matt, Matt Mervis. Mervis. You know, the, Love it. It, it's, it's, it's amazing how everybody's cooled on him. Like, even in the 15-team Roto Leagues, he... Yep. He drafted it all now, and he's had a bad spring, which doesn't help a lot of strikeouts, surprisingly. Uh, but he'll still be the Cubs. He'll still be in the Cubs lineup by May, June first, I presume. Yeah, potentially June. He went in the reserve rounds of my NL only labor, and I, I just completely whiffed. I forgot about him, and when he went, I was like, "What was I thinking? I, I should have definitely wound up with Mervis, who was one of the most impressive hitters in the minors last year. Lots of power." Lots of uh, batting average. I saw him out in the Arizona Fall League, and he was amazing. Put on a show. So uh, lots of upside with uh, Matt Mervis' season. Uh, let's let's wrap up with Chris's team. Why don't we? Because we went through Scott's. We went through my team. And then Chris finished out his draft. So we'll we'll end there. We'll, uh, we'll go through Chris's team, and then we'll wrap everything up. You got Salvador Perez and Cabert Ruiz at catcher. Reese Hoskins, Jorge Polanco, Spencer Steer, Bo Bichette. Adalberto Mondesi and Anthony Rendon as your infield. Uh-huh. And then in the outfield, you've got Nick Castellanos, George Springer, Mookie Betts, Randy Rosarena, Riley Green, and Fernando Tatis. I know you didn't really have a plan coming in, Chris, so I won't ask you about that, but how do you think? <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, my, my plan is stars and scrubs for the most part. I, I like When I say I don't go in with a plan, I don't go in with specific players that I want right. different than specific players that I want in my normal drafts. But, you know, I, I was I wanted to get, you know, as many star players as possible, knowing, like Scott has said, it's a 12-team league. 
you should be able to get some replacements. So like I took that flyer on Alberto Mondesi. He's not actually in my starting lineup. He's going to go on IL when the season starts and maybe he comes back in May or June and is able to give me a little boost and steals if I need it. But Luis Garcia is going to start a middle infield for me. Fernando Tatis not going to start the season for me. He's suspended, obviously. But once he's back, like I think between Fernando Tatis, Mookie Betts, and Bo Bichette, I probably will have three of the top 15 hitters, 20 hitters uh, by the time, you know, from the point that Fernando Tatis is active. And actually, I think he'll be one of the 15 best hitters in fantasy overall anyway. So, you know, I got the, the stars. I think I've mostly managed to avoid any major holes in my lineup. Uh, so I, I feel pretty good about it. Very nice. On the pitching side of things, you wound up with Justin Verlander, Chris Sale, Robbie Ray, Jamison Tyone, Trevor Rogers, and Josiah Gray as your starters. And then for the relievers, you've got Camilo Doval, Carlos Estevez, and Dylan Floro. Um, were you pleased with the top three, Chris? Justin Verlander, Chris Sale, and Robbie Ray. I know you said you like Robbie Ray a little bit more than we do, but do mm-hmm. you kind of wish maybe you had a better SP2 or SP3? Yeah, I mean, the problem was there weren't, in my opinion, at least in that $13 range, there weren't really many better players who went. Um, you know, I think like the pitchers who I have tiered with, uh, with Robbie Ray, are guys like Kevin Gosman, Julio Arias, who all went for, you know, 1920, Zach Allen, I have in a similar range. Those guys all went for more than Robbie Ray. So there just weren't really any alternatives that I could have gone with besides Robbie Ray. So I'm I'm okay with getting Robbie Ray as my number two. Um, you know, Chris Sale, I'm obviously happy with as my number three. He's kind of my number, my default number three starting pitcher. I think he's gonna pitch more like an SP2, so I'm very pleased with that. Scott, any parting words of wisdom? Any thoughts on the the auction or the, the reserve rounds or anything in, in general as we wrap it up here? Well, I was just looking at uh, who remains, who wasn't taken, and I was looking at, you know, what am, what am I most concerned about for my own roster? And uh, I don't have a backup at third base for Nolan Arenado. Hopefully, I don't need one. But you know who wasn't taken? <laughs> I know exactly who it is. And as soon as I took Walter Tuck, I was like, oh, I should have taken uh, Yeah, I'm thinking I should have taken this instead of Michael Massey. It's Christian Encarnacion Strand, mm, who, of yeah. course, is eligible at third base and a big source of power. If he makes the roster, it's still kind of a long shot, I guess. But it is something that is being talked up right now. Um, showed a lot of power in the minors last year, having a great spring. And there's a need with Joey Votto banged up to begin the year. Probably won't play third base for the Reds, but he, he maintains that eligibility. So I wish I had... Might be a little bit of a bidding war for him in the first run of fab. Yeah, that's but, what's... But, but overall, I'm happy with the way it turned out. It's it's easy for me to get stuck on the negative. I, I, I'm very happy with the way my draft turned out. I'm I'm certainly not lacking in speed or batting average. I kind of wonder if maybe I underdid it with the power despite having Aaron Judge. I don't think so. <laughs> but I kind of wonder. So that, that I guess that's a good spot to be in if that's what I'm most worried about. And especially that I was able to get all of Merrill Kelly, Miles Michaelis, and Tyler Anderson in the reserve rounds. Like I, I think I think I'm going to have enough pitching. Uh, and yeah, really happy with the way it turned out. 
Scott, will these results be on the website? Yes, they will. All right, cbssports.com slash fantasy slash baseball. If you want to run through everybody's team and look at how much players went for and the reserve rounds and all that fun stuff, leave a comment on YouTube. Let us know who you think uh, won the salary cap draft, the auction here, and we're, we're looking forward to it. We're going to wrap there for Chris and Scott. I am Frank. Thank you all for listening and watching Fantasy Baseball today. We'll be back again tomorrow with a mailbag. Bye-bye. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.